and welcome to Dreamscape, a podcast about the spiritual, amongst other things. In today's podcast, I had the privilege of interviewing Simon Kalnan. Uh, this was a really interesting interview. I really, really enjoyed it. And I think that you will also enjoy it. So you might get, you know, think, thinking about... Um, you know, your life and what's been tough in your life, what you've learned from having tough things happen in your life. And, uh, you know, it also opens up, we, like we talk about how to heal uh, physically as well as mentally, but like how um, there are other like different ways to heal uh, other than the medical industry Um you know the western medicine but saying that 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 has its place and purpose as well so it's not like it's negative or anything but in his journey he he we talk about like uh, him just how he got to where he is now in his healing journey and how he helps other people so it's really really interesting so i really hope you can enjoy this uh, interview if you'd rather see the interview uh like with a visual spectra <laughs> i have it also on youtube uh, that's also called dreamscape uh, and uh, yeah so without further ado let's get into it simon is a high consciousness guide energy medium and energy healer he offers one-on-one -on -one and group energy healing sessions online and in person as well as one-on-one -on -one and group higher consciousness guidance After recovering from 20 years of chronic illness and overcoming some life-altering accidents, he uses an integrative approach to healing, which is strongly aligned with higher consciousness, drawing from his own experience and teachings through divine guidance, meditation, energy healing, Reiki, integrative medicine, brain retraining, and ancient Egyptian healing modalities. Through a chance accident, he debilitated and depleted to a degree that he didn't know was possible or that he would never recover from. This event that became his greatest challenge has also revealed itself to be a magnificent gift. This is where he firsthand learned the universal power of our own consciously chosen innate healing abilities. This gift is what he passes on to others. Welcome, Simon Kalman, to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it looks really nice that, you know, sitting with a t-shirt and shorts. <laughs> I'm like in cold Sweden here. So yeah, yeah, it's been a nice shift. But I mean, normally we'll be in Canada for the last, uh, me personally, the last 10, 15 years or so. So it's uh, the winters were always pretty chilly there. So it's been quite yeah. nice having a 31 degrees. I think it probably is at the minute. Oh, so. sounds amazing. Like, the, does the cold bother you at all? Or do you, are you quite warm? Um, well, I grew up in the UK, so it's not the hottest country in the world. So I, I'm not too bothered by the cold. I used to love it. Like I basically snowboarded a lot and was always chasing the snow. So I was, I was very keen on the, on the snow. Then when my daughter was born, we spent less time in the mountains. And then after that point forward, we kind of started to shift a little bit towards, oh, it'd be quite nice to live somewhere a bit warmer. And then, uh, here we go. The world, the world enabled us to do that at the moment. So that's great. Uh, yeah. I'm always thinking that I'm going to also like move somewhere warm because uh, it's kind of cold here, but you know, yeah. it is what it is. And uh, I do enjoy living here too. So <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's pros and cons to both. Like it's, yeah. uh, there's bits I miss about the snow and ice skating and those sorts mm -hmm. of things. And then, but then it's also being in so much sunlight is really great. And being by the ocean for me is really, really healing. So that for me is really special. So yeah. Oh, the ocean. Uh, I totally agree with you there. So, but let's, let's just start like speaking of, because you say you mentioned the UK and that's where you were born, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Uh, can, can you just tell us a little bit about your background and uh, where you grew up and what that was like? And then sort of leading into your sort of chronic illness that you had and uh, yeah yeah for sure yeah it's, it's totally, a long story um, I know but just like take it from the start and we'll see yeah, where we go. <laughs> totally, yeah we'll go wherever you want to go yeah so yeah I was, I was born in the UK um in the southeast um in a place called Essex which is not too far from London just normal normal kind of life really that's that was that was me just uh pretty I'd say I would be classed as quite a sensitive child I guess would be um my demeanor And then, yeah, just lived there, had fun, 
um, just live life, basically. I didn't have a, had a very loving parents. It was, uh, yeah, just a, I don't know, it was a nice upbringing, nothing sort of very unique or sort of different. It was just a regular kind of life from my perspective. Um, around about 10, 11 years old, I started racing like motorcycles and that kind of, that had a big shift in my life. So I had from about 10 to 20, that's mostly my life was really focused around um, motorcycle racing and stuff like that. So I got a lot of injuries through that. And there was a lot of kind of healing and learning through that process of different healing modalities and kind of how conventional medicine works and how kind of alternative medicines at the time could work when I was kind of healing bones and these sorts of things. So that kind of opened my mind a bit to kind of healing and and pain and sort of <laughs> the suffering kind of side of life, but also the wonders of kind of um, pushing yourself and kind of expanding as well. So, so I did that for a long time. And then when I was about 20, I had um, a virus, uh, uh, well, Epstein-Barr virus basically. And, and after that, I had this chronic fatigue sy- syndrome and, and it was just a snowball effect of illnesses and things always going wrong. I was always very tired. I was constantly having these viral problems. And um, we tried the kind, kind of conventional medicine and that really didn't help a lot. It was, I mean, I, I, it was all well-meaning and kind of they're there to try and help, but they just didn't know what to do with it. I think a lot of it they think is just in your mind and that um, you're just thinking it up and but I was just exhausted all the time and constantly sick with all these different things. So mm. we kept going to different specialists and different people. And, and over that time, I started to get some sort of resentment, actually, to kind of Western kind of medicine because it just it, there was a lot of pain invo- involved and everything. I was involved with that and it didn't really progress very far. It helped me a lot with um, injuries like broken bones. But when it came to this kind of viral mess that I kind of was kind of living with, they, they didn't really have any answers for that. So. So we really kind of went all these different places and we, we um, went through, a, I went through a few kind of, a couple of kind of, I guess you class them as medical malpractices um, that kind of made me extremely ill, that kind of put me in a, right back into hospital. And um, around 24, I just, I'd had enough. I, I just said to my dad, I said, I can't do this anymore. And I started to travel. How, how many years had you been feeling that way with the virus? Oh, oh the- so that's, I was about 19, 20 years old. Yeah. Um, so when I hit on a kind of 24, 25, it was, it had been enough time and I'd given up drinking. I didn't go out with friends like I used to. I didn't do sports like I used to. So all these things kind of that you really do as a 20 year old, I kind of any jobs I had kind of dropped away. I kind of, my parents were kind of very mother, mothering towards me, I guess. So mm-hmm. I kind of went, was starting to become an adult and then kind of almost went back into childhood again. It was mm-hmm. kind of an unusual experience but you know it, it was great I had a great connection with my parents so I was quite lucky in that regards but um yeah very confusing it was really troubling mentally to kind of to kind of feel like you were losing your health as it were especially as a younger a younger person and, and by all means there's many people have had much worse situations than myself but just my own personal perception of it was pretty tough so um yeah so then at 24 25 I decided to travel and what I found is that when I traveled and got away from the medical system is actually I I improved my health (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I started to feel better because I wasn't thinking about sick being sick all the time and I started to realize a little bit about wow like my mental state and like my belief in being ill is basically perpetuating this and it's not really helping it and and I kind of that I left it after that. I kind of realized that there was a shift and that maybe I just travel and that was what my life would be and that's what I did I just kind of traveled and moderated what I did so that I didn't um, kind of overdo things but I was able to do a lot of sport like I was it was quite amazing that I had this post-viral fatigue but when I did things that were very joyful and I had a lot of passion for it energized me and actually my health would kind of um, balance or kind of improve so I thought well this is my life that's what I'm going to do and yeah. um, that was for a long time it traveled me around the world kind of doing that sort of stuff which was pretty amazing so it's quite interesting that you say, uh, like, when you do something that really raises your vibration, how you um, got out of that, like, uh, you, you weren't feeling the pain so much anymore. Because, like, sometimes when I sit in meditation, and I can be having, sometimes I get pains in my my arm, and uh, I can be sitting in meditation and uh, just really, well, obviously raising my vibration as I'm sitting there, and the pain just goes away. And it's, it's remarkable how that happens because it's like, where do I, I mean, it can't just disappear, you know, it's kind of uh, odd that way, but I know that you work a lot with that sort of thing. So what, what sort of led you from, from, from that and then into like using these other 
what what other things do you use <laughs> like uh, yeah we... so yeah so there were some more steps then so I, I kind of um met my wife and we kind of went down sort of that path got married and I got a regular job and kind of became more of a regular human I was kind of working a job and um I had no holidays where I was almost constantly on a holiday prior and then um yeah I started working and I, I kind of went on a career route and I ended up in a very good well-paying job at a for a big luxury car brand and everything was kind of great and then one day and it was around about 2012 I just woke up and I said you know what I don't want to do this job anymore I want to heal I want to help people and heal people and I think that's something that would actually give me more purpose and that I would actually kind of maybe become even more healthy by kind of helping others so I I decided to go into osteopathy so I am um, that's what I went to. I kind of had this vision of maybe becoming a doctor at 36. And I, so I just went full bore into that. And it was amazing. Had the most incredible time for about a year, a year and a bit. And then when um, my daughter was about two years old, I woke up one morning, I would get up about six and then go study for a few hours. And 7.30, I grabbed her and I picked her up, wrapped her in a blanket and I started to walk down the stairs and I slipped on the top step and both my feet went out. And because she was in my arms, I didn't put my arms down and I landed right in my spine. Had massive spinal injuries um, immediately. I just kind of slid down the stairs, kind of holding onto her in excruciating pain. And within about three months of that, I was, well, other than I was not, I couldn't really barely move, but I had a massive mental breakdown as well. Like I um, was feeling suicidal and I couldn't sleep and it was constantly having anxiety, PTSD, um, so many different mental things. And uh, I tried regular doctors again, and that was like absolutely no use. They just wanted to put me on antidepressants. So I kind of left there and I found a functional doctor, um, which was extremely expensive. Like it cost fortunes to go there. And that was a real strain for us. But he was kind of opening my eyes to kind of different modalities of healing that I wasn't aware of. But, um, was some it of called it, a funct functional doctor? Sorry for interrupting you there. Yeah, right? functional doctor. So basically it was a, a medically trained doctor, but then he also did stuff like uh, medical acupuncture. And he was also into like, also he was even into sort of spirituality and stuff, that he had this whole program that was around healing the whole person, not just one element. And depending on when people come there, depending on what they're exhibiting, that he would try different things. But a big part of it was massive doses of um, things like vitamin C. And so if you were low on any sort of vitamins, they test all your levels of everything and then they would pump you full of stuff to build it all back up. So all of my cortisol were pretty much gone from my body, had no salt left in me. My neurotransmitters had almost kind of, most of those are completely depleted. So I was really just, my body was kind of dying off at that time. And a lot of this was fear and fear and pain that was actually creating this 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 experience that I was having but I didn't know how to get out of it because I had this mental space of kind of fear and pain and and it was um a really troubling tro troubling time to say the least um he also mentioned stuff about meditation and I went on a brain scan while I was there and they noticed that I'd had um lots of hits to the head so they said oh you've got um evidence of brain damage as well from probably the years of kind of Snow motorbikes and snowboarding and these things and so I started working a lot with like deep breathing and that was the first thing they ever did I said I'm having panic attacks and I feel so the sort of way to do the guy said just breathe for 30 minutes deeply so I did and I felt better afterwards and I said oh this is incredible I felt better doing this than I have done a lot of my life whenever I felt stressed I didn't know what to do so I started just deep breathing all day long I would do breathing for hours and hours and hours half an hour of it I'd take 10 minutes break then I'd go back to it and I kind of go through these ways of like feeling suicidal to feeling okay. And it was, that's my, that was my life. And mm. it kind of carried on like that for quite a while until the doctor kind of, he said, I don't know what to do with you because every time I give you something to kind of fix you, you have a really strong reaction within your body because I was so sensitive to everything. So um, we were also running out of money. So I kind of said, I can't keep coming to you. Or maybe I'll go to you again in the future. I kept going to a psychologist and then I kind of that ran out of space and that kind of felt like it was almost re-traumatizing. And then so I kind of sat at home one day and I said, man, you've got no one to support you anymore. You're done. Like you're running out of money. You've got no one to help heal you anymore. What are you going to do? And I said, and I, something just in me just said, just go meditate. So I, I would just meditate for a long, 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 long time every day. Um, hours a day I would spend meditating, breath work, um, feeling my heart and just trying to connect with love and appreciation and gratitude 
And and I really started to feel shifts and stabilizing. And I and I started to gently kind of improve. And then I hit this stage where I kind of was like, you know what, Simon, you may never repair from this. You may spend the rest of your life sitting in this chair looking out of a window. And I I fought that so hard for a while. And then one day I said, I give up. I'm not going to fight it anymore. Just accept that this might be your life. Accept that it's okay you're alive. You're going to get to witness your daughter for you're going to see her growing up. You're going to spend time with your wife for as long as this goes on for. And when it ends, that's when it ends. And and as soon as I had that kind of letting go, mm. again, I had a bit more of a shift in healing. And and it started to really open my mind up to like, hey, when I when I kind of gave up fighting and when I kind of let go, I started to heal. So what is this? And and kind of when I meditated, I would get these kind of thoughts and stuff that came in about, they were all very spiritual stuff. And it was I kind of see visions of it I don't know they look like aliens to me and all sorts of different things and they would all kind of be speaking to me and I was like man you are going uh, my perception was you're going a bit mad basically but I said it's okay I don't have to tell anyone I'll just keep doing this <laughs> and then I started connecting with some psychics and and I never had been to psychics before or anything and and what I found is that the first one I ever went to is when I walked in and sat down she goes I just want to let you know that you're completely normal and I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, you're seeing lots of weird stuff, right? And you're seeing like demons and all these different things. And I said, uh, yeah. She goes, that's normal. She goes, I grew up with my whole life's been like that. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm. And she goes, and I said, I have panic attacks and I feel this stuff. She goes, that's okay. It's going to pass. You'll be okay in the future. And and just those words. And there was just something within the way that she said them, this kind of energy that came with it, that I was just like, wow, this is really healing. And that was when I really started to get into kind of spirituality through my heart. And the more I spent time sitting in my heart, the more I kind of had these visions and kind of connections to something much bigger than myself. And and it kind of it was still kind of this up and down process of like big points of euphoria and then big, massive, like manic kind of depressions and then back up and down. And lots of times where I thought I'm never going to make it through this. And then times when I was like, man, I'm going to be an Olympic star or something. I was just this weird journey of like <laughs> it, it felt quite mad but at the same time quite sort of so loving and stuff and then one day I was uh, I would have panic attacks every night like when I went to sleep like anytime I tried to sleep I'd have these massive panic attacks and one night I was just having it I went downstairs so I didn't want to wake my wife and daughter and I was just bawling my eyes out and just crying and I was just begging I was like someone please just help me and I actually feel a lot of emotion now even just talking about this and then this big it just went on for a while until I just had this massive beam of light that just kind of went through my whole body and every single symptom within me disappeared. And I felt just joy and love for the world like I've never felt before in my life. It was so serene. I just was flooding tears of kind of just love and joy. And and in that moment, I just said something much bigger than me. And I said that whatever people do for healing, for some reason, I, that doesn't work for me. I'm just, I'm going to try and help people through this connection to whatever this is, spirit or God or whatever it was. And and that's kind of my journey. I started building pyramids and sitting in pyramids and I got really obsessed with kind of like um, anything to do with energy. So I built a really big pyramid in my in my house and I would lie in it. And what I found is that that was incredibly healing. So I started manufacturing pyramids and trying to sell them to people and telling lots of people about that stuff and I started reading lots of channeled books about pyramids and different beings and stuff and that just kind of was what I did I didn't tell anyone about it but I just was consumed with all of this information and it kept coming so easily the more I kind of looked into kind of these alternative healing modalities and um, more of this stuff just kept coming to me and I was just this vacuum of like I was just vacuuming information on non-stop and and the more I did the more I started to heal and then at some point, I kind of realized that, you know, you could help some other people with this. So I, that became my goal, that one day I would get well enough that I could help someone else. And that one day someone doesn't have to go through exactly the same stuff that I did. They don't have to do five years of this. They could maybe get it done in a year. That was kind of my goal. And that's what kept dragging me through. Every day I had like a really rough day. I said, you know, one day you're going to help someone with this. And then boom, I'd have another shift. And then it would kind of, that's what happened. And that's kind of been my my life. And then for the the last year and a bit it kind of really stabilized to the point where I started to feel very confident and um, I started speaking to groups of people and um, reaching people across the internet and all sorts of different stuff and yeah that's kind of that's kind of the whole long story there's lots more <laughs> but that's kind of where I am now so yeah I just got goosebumps when you 
mentioned the whole sort of light from above, like filling your whole body. And, you know, I just felt goosebumps on my whole body when you said that, because it's just, wow, it's just, um, um, it's, it's so amazing how you go through a journey like that and how it's like, do you, would you say like, do you believe that that was like in your soul contract to come here and have to go through that in order to help other people? Or how do you see it? Do you see it like a, yeah, I had a big belief in that for a long time, and that was really helpful for me to make sense of everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was really, really like when I was kind of like when you're losing it and you're just you, you're ready to give up, I was like, there's a reason you did this. You did this so that you could help people and you did this. So that was enough for me. Like I always had this feeling of wanting to help people, and that's it hit one of my values that if I can help people, then that's okay. And it, it allowed me to sit in that space. But the more I've kind of progressed now, I've I believe that we do we do come in with these ideals of what we would like to do as a soul within a human experience. And I do know that there are certain things that come along the journey that um, will kind of influence us and stuff. But what I'm really seeing now is that, especially the more I've integrated more shadow, is that we really have a lot of control about how we how we experience life. That even if have things have been put in our ways, that you don't actually even have to really go through those if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. so um and that's kind of a little bit of what i teach people now is that i what i what i saw a lot in the spiritual community because i came from a very non-spiritual no there was no even church or anything for me so i went from that to incredibly in depth into kind of all sorts of beings from different planets and and i saw i was sitting on both sides of the fence and i kind of sat there at the same time and i saw a lot of benefits to spirituality but i also saw a lot of hindrances and a lot of giving power away I saw a lot of spiritual people that I spoke to that were people who've been doing this for many years that they were kind of, I could see that they were disempowered by this fact that like, oh, you know, like this is my journey and I, everything's going to be tough for me because that's what I chose. And mm. and part of me just said, no, I'm not going to choose that. Like mm. I know that I'm going to have rough things that do teach me lessons, but I'm not going to believe that somehow something else has power over me and that it's going to dictate everything that happens through life. And um. So I kind of, it's a bit of a duality. Like I believe that that is part of life, but at the same time, I also believe that we have, we are so strong and so empowered once we realize it, that we, we don't have to wait for someone to save us. And we don't have to wait for someone to be tough or mean to us. We don't have to give ourselves up to be worthy. We can, we can be whole and basically spirit or God, whatever you want to call it on earth as a human being. And that kind of, was the shift I changed to. I wanted to become more of that experience on earth and just to kind of exemplify that and hopefully other people could see that and um, ease their own suffering through that journey. It's not the only way to be here on this planet and I don't say it's the the all end all, but it's just the way that I find um, the most uh, alignment with right now anyway, for sure. So Yeah, well, it sounds like you really uh, do help a lot of people uh, through and especially through what you do now I have to ask um the whole um because it sounded so interesting the whole um is it Egyptian something something like with the pyramid thing unified is a platform created to help humanity through the awakening process you'll find videos about spirituality health freedom meditations workshops and so much more it includes some of my favorite spiritual teachers Aaron Abke, Brandon Bosarth, and Jason Shurka, the founder. And I am honored to have contributed with some meditation and breathwork videos. To get a 10% discount on a subscription, use the code Heidi Halifax. UNIFYD.com. Yeah, yeah. Like, how does that work? Like, tell, tell us about that. Yeah, so I, I don't know where the Egyptian thing came from. Just one day while I was kind of, um, I would only sleep like a a few hours a day with a sleeping pill at the time. So the rest of the time, my mind was very busy. But what I found is that when I was learning stuff is that I had less anxiety. So I basically would read books all day long or read stuff on the internet. And I kept getting really drawn to Egypt. And I never had in my life been interested in anything to do with Egypt. It didn't interest me in whatsoever. And But now I was obsessed with pyramids and I didn't know why. So I started wondering, well, why did they put these pyramids on the earth? Like, it's not just some sort of ornament. There must be my my practical side of me is like there was a purpose for this. There must have been a reason. So I I started really diving into that and the structures of it and how I'd had some knowledge of engineering background. So I kind of started to really start thinking about what could the design do? Like, how could that affect energy? And and 
I read for a long time and there's all these different stories. And I said, well, the only way you're going to find out is if you build one. So I was like, okay, well, I'll build a pyramid. So I built them out of like plastic and paper. And then I started making metal ones. And then I actually got some engineers to design these um, basically like big pieces of machined billet aluminium that were coated in copper and gold. And I put pipes in them and I started lying in them and I started meditating in them. And I was just, you know, I'm going to be a medical experiment for myself. And I just started to see what it did for me. And what I found is that times when I was exhausted and that I didn't have kind of the, I didn't believe that I had the energy to kind of meditate to get through maybe some sort of troubling thing that I was going through in that moment is that I could sit in this pyramid for half an hour and I could come out and I felt calm. And it, it wouldn't last forever, but I, it basically was like this haven for me that when I, when I was really like losing control is I could just go lie in that space and I would just have this serene feeling of kind of just calmness that would just flow through my body and um after a while i started inviting other people to go in it and i was getting the same thing that they would say yeah i just feel kind of calmer and i don't know why and i had a really busy mind and now my mind's not busy and then and then i started looking at um like egyptian people and i saw that when they you saw these postures that they were holding that sometimes they had something in their hands and they looked like scrolls so I started to ask, like, what, what are these scrolls? And people are like, oh, they're scrolls. They're, they do nothing. And I said, there's no way they do nothing. No one carves stuff into granite or whatever it is when it's nothing. So I, I found a place in Russia, and they sold these Egyptian healing rods. And um, they're these copper rods, and they have different metal filings and crystals and stuff in them. And I started using those while I was in the pyramid. And, and then the stuff started to really shift in me. And then, like, I had some really big kind of awakenings and massive kind of downloads of information and stuff and so i was like man this is this is what they used from my perspective i was like they must have used this for some sort of communication device or mm. energy healing or i didn't really know for sure at the time and but what i noticed is that i could hold these rods and lie in this pyramid and i started to heal so i said i don't even need to know i'm just going to do this daily and then as i did it more and more more and more information would come like i'd randomly be reading something on the internet and i'd read something else about rods and something else about this type of crystal and the shapes of pyramids and different people around the world that are creating pyramids. And it just was a bit of a kind of a, just a journey of, of diving into that world. And, um, and really interesting. It, it made, it, it gave me a lot of interest in the world and it, and it gave me a lot of interest in history and the planet, which I, I didn't really have before. I was just, I was just kind of living in the moment. And, um, yeah, so I, I kind of, that's kind of what led me that way. And, yeah, and I, st I still have big impact. We just, we just got back from Mexico. I went there and saw the pyramids in um, Chichen Itza. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. The one they have there actually is three pyramids. It's one pyramid inside, one pyramid inside another pyramid. Oh, wow. And you, could, you, cool. you can't go in there, but it, it's, um, it's kind of a block. So it goes down in like squares, like it comes down. Mm -hmm. And if you stand in front of it and clap, the sound rebounds at you. So you clap and it sounds almost like a bullet comes back. And just the fact that this was designed like so many hundreds of years ago um, and that it, they don't even know really why it's doing this stuff. And it's, yeah, it's just so, to me, it's just so amazing. That it is incredibly fascinating. And uh, yeah. I have heard a little bit about this kind of thing before, but not really spoken to anyone about it. So thank you for that. Yeah. And it yeah. just, uh, it makes me really want to have one myself. <laughs> so I can yeah. meditate, it's like in a pyramid, so just to see how, how it, if it, would help you know because that that would be really 100 it does and you can make them out of um i was really obsessed with like gold and stuff but and copper mm -hmm. but the more i've learned is actually you can make them out of wood and they work really well out of um natural products so wood mm -hmm. even plastic funnily enough works better than base metals like uh, copper so um if you have plastic piping you can make one if you have wood you can make it into um a pyramid shape and and I, I recommend people to lie in there and, and see what your experience is and go with an open mind and see what you feel and what it what it feels like. And, and um, yeah, it's I, I think life is that's the amazing part of life is that and now not knowing actually the amazing thing is that you can experience these things as a human and you can see how it feels to you in this moment. Like yeah, and I, I suppose it's diff different for everyone as well. Like what what kind of things work and what don't work. Uh, you be you being very energy sensitive. You said as a child as well. Yeah. Did did, uh, did you feel like you um, like got an understanding from your parents that that uh, could could they handle you being sensitive? If you know what I mean, because I I'm asking because I'm 
a sensitive myself and um mm -hmm. uh, it, it wasn't always easy you know so sometimes it was just like oh you're just too sensitive and took, it took me like to I think I was over 30 before I realized that oh it's not just my own I'm not just feeling my own emotions I'm feeling yeah. everyone else's too that's why I'm so emotional <laughs> you yeah know? that's that's it and and you know my parents um they just not weren't aware of that and most most parents are aren't sorry and um uh so I had quite and my mom's has she's a very emotional passionate person and my dad is kind of the opposite actually he has um he is emotional in his own way but it, not in kind of a crying or kind of like that sort of that way of doing stuff he's a very kind of kind of a very male masculine guy really loving and incredible both of them are very amazing um but yeah I think it was tough for them to have a child that was so sensitive and 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 I, I had the same experience with my own daughter I was just prepared because I was aware of it but watching like the most menial kind of things like an insect that has kind of passed away on the side of the road and her bawling her eyes out and I kind of remember <laughs> feeling the same way as a child and 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 I can see from my parents perspective that that would be really tough because you like it's just enhanced like why are you why are you upset and why are you bawling your eyes out and why yeah. why is this the end of the world and <laughs> and they don't understand and it's um and it's yeah, it is tough. And I and I actually I just wrote a children's book actually a week ago, and and some of that is to help um, children and parents with who are kind of sensitive, and that it's to give them tools to be able to deal with this emotions and stuff because it's through no fault of the parents; they just are not aware. And if you're not aware and you haven't experienced something, you can't know it. Um, yeah, I, so yeah. I think that's really beautiful that you've written a book about it because it's like you say. I just yeah, they don't really understand how to handle it or how to handle the person who's like that and it's uh it, it can be quite like you, I think a lot of people want their children also to like grow up and be able to live in this yeah. world you know and it's it yeah. can, can be quite a harsh reality so they, they're yeah. like oh god you need to toughen up like how are you going to survive you know so I think it's really good that you've written a book about it because I think it's really needed and especially now because I think that there are so many children born, like more and more children are born with these sensitive, yeah. you know, uh, sensitive sort of. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that's they're really coming good. through, a lot of them are coming through now with more gifts as well. Like they're mm -hmm. being born with kind of um, more intuitive gifts and parents now are definitely more open to it. So they're kind of allowing these gifts to either, they're just allowing them or they're kind of, they're not kind of crushing them anymore. A lot mm -hmm. of the time they're allowing them to be, and some of them are actually trying to help them flourish those gifts. And, um, so I, I think there's a real shift going on on the planet and, um, yeah, yeah it's something that I feel quite passionate about. Let, let's, so. uh, let's talk a little bit about that <laughs> with the yeah. whole, uh, pandemic, like, how do you see, why do you think that that happened? Like from your point of view or from what you've channeled or, you know, yeah. So, what is that I teaching mean, us? <laughs> yeah so it's, it's such a it's such a there's so many landmines landmines on this um this subject but basically <laughs> yeah. as a as a human from my my knowledge my my uh my knowing at the moment which could change in the future but we basically brought this on ourselves and there's going to be people that say well no i've been loving my whole life and i'm kind to everybody and all i do is help everybody so why did i attract it well you're not just one person we're we're part of a collective mm -hmm. Like as a bunch of souls, we all came here at the same time and we're all connected as one, but we all have our own unique kind of personalities almost. And so it's almost like I see it as I, I try and explain to people like a line of energy and these little bumps that go across it, like almost like the heartbeat line. And these little bumps are, they're connected to the line, but they're kind of like a personality. They're, they're another little soul. And we're all on that line and we're all these different souls and some are big bumps and some are small bumps and some are kind of twisty. And so they're all different. So as a whole, we we brought all of this onto ourselves. But what it has done at the moment is I, I believe that this is probably the fastest descending planet ever at the moment as far as consciousness goes. But it was pretty low consciousness. I mean, there was a lot of war. There's a lot of um, suffering and stuff on this planet. There's a lot of really shadowy stuff that is starting to come to light. And, and as much as people don't want to see that, that is actually kind of part of this awakening process. So it's, there is really a divine um, process to everything that's going on and it, it is helping people to wake up. But humans as a whole, we're really stubborn and we, 
generally don't change until something gets really bad. And that's what we're seeing is that stuff doesn't shift with people until it gets really bad. They're really happy to be comfortable. Like they're okay. They're kind of happy being unhappy as long as it kind of stays in that place. Mm-hmm. And then they don't generally want to shift. And I was one of those too, right? Like I was, it, it took a really big accident for me to kind of connect with spirit because I wasn't aware of it. And that's what it took. It took me to basically get to the point of dying to connect and then bring that back with me. And and really that's what's happening on the planet. Like I, I believe my perception and my belief is that we are we are all kind of spiritual beings and that um, our soul's goal is to to realize that within a human lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so, and if we can see with people, if they don't shift until something really severe happens, we're kind of, if you look at it from this perspective, you can see that this is a, a melting pot that would be um, a great catalyst to wake up a lot of people and to connect a lot of people to spirit. Because a lot of the stuff we've been told is very confusing. Because we get stuck in the mind, a lot of humans are stuck in the mind space, and this kind of polarity of kind of right and wrong, left and right. And usually what happens when you have a massive breakdown or a really like a big major life transition is that you you give up on your brain. You usually just give up. You just go, I don't care anymore. I don't want to think anymore. I'm giving up. And when you give up thought, you usually connect with spirit and your heart and this kind of overwhelming love comes out of you. And then you're like, whoa, what's going on? Like, <laughs> why, where's all this coming from? And and for some lucky people, they realize that, man, my thinking and stuff is actually what's stopping me from connecting with my heart and from something bigger than myself. And so I kind of, that's what my perspective is on what's going on. It doesn't mean that I'm sitting here loving it and I have all of the same emotions. I feel the planet's emotions that part of my gift is to feel consciousness, the emotions of the consciousness of the whole planet. Mm-hmm. And it's not pleasant. I, 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 I have to process a lot of other people's shadow at times and a yeah, lot of my how, own. How- how does uh, Gaia feel about this, <laughs> or, or well, the collective, or yeah? There's a lot of people who don't want it, and 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 unfortunately, when you don't want something, we usually get more of it. Yeah. And it's this, it's this is where it's so tough. Like, and we have so many people at different places as well at the same time. There's some that are completely the heads buried in the sand, and that's okay because I understand what it's like to feel fear and not wanting to kind of see some of this stuff. You got. Other people that are trying to scream at everyone, this, you need to see all this and what's wrong with you? Why can't you see it? And then you've got other people that are kind of more in a neutral space that are probably more of the masterful people on the planet maybe. And some of them are kind of looking at stuff and they're not really making a big deal of it. And we have all of these people all at once. And somehow all of these people need to kind of get on somehow. <laughs> yeah. seem, we seem yeah. to need to, to allow people to be a person that puts their head in sand to allow someone to be someone that is outspoken to allow someone to be neutral and not kind of really jarred and and when we allow each other to be ourselves and that when people are truly themselves this is actually when we'll start to shift a lot more because at the minute there's so much control like there's there's this ego that is trying to control everybody it's like this is my perspective and you need to follow it and then they're saying no 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 this is my perspective and you're wrong and you need to follow it and this fighting is what is it basically it shows you the polarity of the brain it shows you this like that's right this is wrong it's yeah. basically you're seeing what's going on inside people's heads you're seeing it happen on a global stage on a planet yeah because we're kind of we're kind of the tiny version of this big huge like energetic web and and that's where mirroring when you see what is going on outside of ourselves and you could when you can start seeing that in yourself that's when you can really start to grow and heal because when you realize that what you're seeing and that's annoying you over here that you believe is completely separate from you is actually a part of you. That's when you can really take off and that's when you can really start to heal. And a lot of that comes with forgiveness. It comes with letting go. It comes with compassion. It comes with love. It comes with feeling all of these emotions. It it, it comes with allowing yourself to feel angry. It comes with allowing yourself to feel fear and, and know that the world's not going to end. And it's, and that's really, uh, I, I, my personal thing, I guess, really is that it's, it's, it's pushing people to feel, to feel all of these emotions. And it's a really tough experience for people, especially people who haven't had a lifetime of feeling emotions. To go from not feeling to go to feeling is really tough. It's tough for a sensitive person to live a life of feeling emotions because you feel so much, you feel everything so amplified, but you're experienced at it. You've mm-hmm. had a lot of practice, but for someone that's felt no emotions, really, 
and then all of a sudden they're kind of blasted with this this kind of smorgasbord of energy that we're feeling at the moment it's it's a really tough experience for them so um yeah so and for us as sensitive people it's to have compassion for those people because it's a tough journey to go through that yeah and that's that's kind of where i see we are like we're suppose you're right there it's like we have had like when you are sort of born sensitive you you you, it's it's like our whole lives we've had to sort of work on that and if if when you're not used to it obviously that would be hard you know to to deal because I've also uh, just like you said there noticed this in these intense emotions from everyone and I'm like can we all just be friends? <laughs> we can think, you can think differently from me and it doesn't matter. I still love you, but it's like a lot of people are still stuck in that. Like, no, you have, you have to think what I think. Otherwise my world falls apart kind of thing. I mean, it does. <laughs> I don't say yeah. it loud, but I know that they kind of mean it. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. And that, that is true. And that's kind of, that is very much the kind of this, the life of kind of living in an ego or living in kind of your spiritual self is that it's you do you have these like falling apart like we have um we personify all of these stories that we're the doctor or the healer or the the spiritual person or the the ambulance worker or the accountant and so when someone questions that and someone like like they wiggle it and they try and break it apart maybe not on purpose is that we feel like we lose ourselves and and you feel really empty and it feels horrendous. You actually feel like you're nothingness mm. and there's loneliness there and there's this some severe pain in that space and it's really tough for people <laughs> to go through and, and this is what we're seeing. There's a lot of big egos and it's a lot of people that are very connected to their story yeah. and and usually... And I've been through it as well. Like when I couldn't go to school anymore, I, I, that's what broke me apart the most. I think the fact that I, I had connected with this man, you're going to be a doctor one day, you're going to help lots of people. And all of a sudden within one year, I couldn't do that anymore. And I just, I couldn't handle it. I just broke into pieces that this personification that I created was taken away from me. And, and I felt like the world was after me and the world was ending and why is life worth living and blah, 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 blah. But out of that big breaking apart, I found healing modalities that never would have come to me, that never would have been available. And then yeah. it's kind of a process of that. You create a little bit more of an ego about this new thing and then that falls apart. And then you kind of you do this enough times and all of a sudden you start to become that that doesn't happen so much anymore. Yeah, because like speaking um, of the what, what the healing that you do or you when you help others I've written down a couple of that are on your website uh, where yeah, yeah. you where I just would like you to explain a bit more what it is so yeah. you know if anyone's wondering uh distance energy healing could you explain what that is first yeah for sure so um lots of people do this sort of work and um, but basically what it is is usually usually people are very good at this have had a lot of healing themselves um, and what happens when you heal yourself a lot is that you kind of clear a lot of your vessel, like you make it um, uh, a more a channel that is more conducive to flowing a lot more energy. So um, that doesn't mean that someone that hasn't had a lot of healing couldn't be a distance healer. But basically what happens is I kind of channel energy from source or different beings or Reiki, whatever, whatever kind of is the most, even Egyptian healers and stuff, they, that kind of energy channels through me and then it goes through to the person. So it's not so much that I am healing them because really nobody heals anybody, by the way. We only heal ourselves. And the only reason that we may find someone that is a healer and we allow them to send energy to us, but that's still the person that is healing. It's them that did it. They allow that person to channel that energy to them. So I really like people to realize that if someone says they're a healer, but not to not get some sort of savior kind of personality about that person because there's many, many healers on this planet and I'm one of them and, you know, I, I, I need to work. But at the same time, there's many. But ultimately, it's you, the person that's being healed, that is bringing this stuff to you. So when I work with someone, if they're very allowing and they're usually, if they're very desperate, they're more open to more energy. And what mm-hmm. happens usually is if people have emotional blocks or... um even psychic surgeries and stuff, like when we have um, injuries and stuff, it can kind of create areas of the body which are kind of misaligned and actually energy doesn't flow very well and they become kind of blocked. 
is that energy can kind of flow through me and it goes to these areas and it basically kind of dissolves um, blockages of maybe emotions or beliefs or or actual kind of psychic or energetic injuries, as it were, and they kind of allow those spaces to open up. And when people are more open, they're able to channel more energy themselves without me. And in that case, they can heal more. Um, the other element of it is that it's very relaxing. Mm. And as humans, we know from a medical standpoint that when we're in a parasympathetic state, so like our rest and digest state, is that's when our body heals. So for some people, all I do with them is they're kind of stressed and afterwards they feel incredibly relaxed. But as soon as they become relaxed, their body is allowed to heal itself. So it, a lot of it is allowing. It's it's kind of removing things and dissolving blockages and um, allowing them really to connect to source or spirit. Like some people have never connected and then I can do a session with them and then I speak to them two weeks later and they're like, oh, I see love everywhere. And <laughs> so they get very connected to kind of something bigger than themselves. It opens their mind to a world that maybe didn't exist. Mm. And although it is invisible to most people, you can feel it. And and ultimately, humans believe stuff when they feel it. So if they feel fear, they believe it's real. If they feel happiness, they believe it's real. But if they feel this kind of flow of energy that completely kind of relaxes the whole body, they start to, some of them start to realize that, wow, this, this is a little weird maybe, but it's completely... I can feel this. This is real. If I can feel it, it's real. Mm. And and within that, you can kind of start to realize that that maybe spirit is real and maybe there is energy is real. And and it can. So for some people, they've been doing it for years. For them, it's kind of a modality that works very well. For other people, it can be the journey on a very different lifestyle. It can open their mind to a whole new world that didn't exist for them. So it's um and and the process of it is I basically sit with someone over Zoom like this and I just. I basically send energy to them. I chat with them a bit. Sometimes I get messages that come through which are specific to them and I will pass those messages on to them. It might be from their higher self or sometimes ancestors or different beings and things. Sometimes I give those messages to people and usually those messages are to help them remove or let go of some sort of blockage within themselves. Um, a lot of the time it has to do with self-worth, uh, maybe traumas that have happened through their life. Um, a lot of people just want to be heard. They want to mm. know that they're okay and that they're normal and that everything about them is okay and that they, they don't have to achieve anything. And and a lot of the time, that's the message that kind of comes through and it comes through in different ways. Sometimes I get um, ladies sometimes that have had miscarriages, actually. Sometimes I get messages from the soul that was the baby that was miscarried. And that can be really so traumatizing for women. And i so a lot of the time it makes me even cry when I'm chatting to them. Um, but a lot of the time that message that comes through is that it's okay. Like I knew what was going on and this was kind of part of your journey. And and sometimes that just allows them to let go that it wasn't them. It wasn't their fault that this baby didn't come through. And um, and that's it. And it, it kind of allows people to, to allow and to heal. And it's a different experience for lots of people. Some people, it just doesn't work for them. It's just not their thing. They don't believe in it. It's not their thing. Other people, it's it's they just love it. They're just obsessed and they love this feeling of energy flowing through. So it's um it's just another process for other people to kind of for me, I believe it's a way to connect to spirit. Um it's a way to heal and it's a way to um to to be okay with other things in life that maybe seem a little quirky, that yeah. don't <laughs> that aren't normal, that don't people don't have grown up thinking this is normal and it it creates a space that that's okay for people to to um yeah yeah so that's uh, that's my experience yeah it's um yeah like you said there it's like uh I talk so much about like this stuff like spirituality Mm -hmm. and and stuff and I forget that other people think it's a bit weird sometimes (laughs) yeah I'll be like I'll be like yeah I'm gonna interview some a guy that like channels an an alien and stuff like if I you know I'll say stuff like that and and they'll be like what (laughs) Yeah, I just forget. I'm like, oh yeah, sorry, I've got you know, it's you know, <laughs> not common. <laughs> so, but yeah. um, it's I think it's more and more people are opening up to it, and and um, like like you and I are quite open about it. But I think that a lot yeah. of, I mean, I know a lot of people who just don't talk about it, but they talk to me about it, but they don't talk to anyone else about it because they're scared of yeah. being ridiculed, you know. So, um. Yeah, it's and actually I have a, a story here, and I won't say names, but um, a lady that I know who is a she's a very 
she has a very strong psychic connection. She gets a lot of messages that come through that um, she gets a lot of people who passed away that try and talk to people through her all the time. And her daughter is incredibly, um, she sees stuff all the time. She's constantly seeing kind of, she sees people and she's seeing kind of when she looks at me, she thinks I'm purple. She goes, you look like an alien. This, this is how she is. This little kind of, well, I think she's seven or eight now, but um, so that's her experience of life. And then her mum, I mean, we chatted about this and she goes, yeah, I have to, I tell her not to kind of tell too many people about this because the kids that a lot of the children that she is around won't necessarily understand that, but some of them do. And this is kind of where we're at. We're at this space where some children really have these gifts right now and, and they are gifts, but they're also really challenging when they seem like they're weird. If you feel like you're that different and that they're wrong in some way or that it's frowned upon is that that doesn't make it easy for a person to grow up with that gift. It makes them, it can make them feel separate and maybe different from other people, but they're still a human being. Yeah. And they have these gifts coming through. So I think, like you said, it's becoming more commonplace now and more people are even open to it or they're allowing people to be a bit quirky. Mm. They may not believe in it. They're like, oh, that person believes in this. But instead of trying to crush them anymore, they allow them just to be. They may not talk to them, but <laughs> but they allow them to be. Yeah. And that's a big step in consciousness because at one time on this planet, if you didn't read this book that comes from this place, if you didn't read that, then there was something wrong with you. And if you had anything different, then basically you were kind of you were kind of ostracized. Yeah. And that's changing. Even even people I know now that are very very kind of have a very religious background are actually more and more of them are more open to allow people to not have a religious background. They're kind of like, well, I don't believe in what they're talking about, but they're not trying to crush them anymore. Mm. They're not attacking them as much as there was. So there's not so much fighting within this. And I think we're starting to realize that all all elements of spirituality and religion all point to the same place, that they're all kind of signposts pointing back to some form of higher self And whether you believe there's thousands and billions of them or if you think there's only one, you have some commonality that you believe that there's something bigger than you. And when you have that commonality, there's (laughs) there's room for conversation. You may have different beliefs, like you may believe in one God, I might believe in 15, (laughs) but we believe in some sort of God. So there's between the two of us, there's some sort of conversation that we can have now. And people are, I'm seeing personally that that's becoming more commonplace. not everywhere, but it's becoming more open as well. You're seeing that it's more open between people. And this is this is the beautiful thing, beautiful thing I'm seeing on this planet is that people are becoming more open to other people. They're becoming more compassionate. And when we see a whole planet is suffering, everybody realizes that everybody's suffering. And when you know that everybody's suffering, you, you start to believe and you start to know that we're all the same. We all are suffering. Lots of people are losing jobs. Lots of people are having family members die. And Lots of people are having mental problems now, and there's lots of suicides and all of these really just horrendous things that are going on. But we're finding commonality within that. That you know what? I had a family member that committed suicide, and then I meet someone else that's also their family member has committed suicide. And we may not be people that were friends before, but we have this common conversation now. And and the terrible things that happen in life, I, I personally believe if we can make great things come out of them and that we've really done a service for this planet. So for all the awful stuff that's going on right now is I, I really urge people to, to create amazing things from it that we can't change the past, but we can create wonderful things that come from these lessons that we're learning. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I went off on a big tangent. There, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no, I think it's great. It's great. I, I love hearing it. And it's, uh, I love hearing your take on it. And, you know, I also kind of see the the whole, I see it like a huge spring clean now, like, like where everything's like coming to the surface, surface and we're purging and, and we're uniting in our, mm-hmm. like, like, just like you said there, like, I understand, like, I think people are starting to understand that, uh, like, we're all suffering, but we all really want to be loved and heard and seen. Yeah. And um, uh, you said something earlier that I can't remember what it was now, but. Oh, never mind. But uh, so, so many thoughts. I'm like, um, uh, I just um, had one more question there with uh, when you channel and you said you sometimes channel different entities or, or sort of alien yes. beings. Uh, yeah. Is there a specific like do you channel all kinds of alien beings or do you channel? Is it a specific like 
Uh, so I, I'm still learning on some of these ones that I'm connected with. Like they don't, I don't always learn about them. It is I, I've, I've had a bit of a different experience. Like some of my, some pe- other people I know that have similar experiences. Some of them are very specific. Like whoever they're chatting with or whatever is flowing through them will tell them that I'm from here. This is what I do. This is what my name is. And and and, and by the way, all this could be made up. This is I, I say this. This is my truth, but. It doesn't mean that this is all true. Like we could in two years time, we might learn that none of this is true. But I, I like to put that out there because nothing is set in stone on this planet. <coughs> oh, sorry, excuse me. <coughs> I got excited. You okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good. Um, so, so I have some friends that they, they kind of are very much told what, who they're, they're maybe speaking to. With me, it hasn't really been that way. For me, it was very much like, I would be very drawn to maybe certain planets or maybe certain types of things. And the more that I kind of would look in those places, I'd start to find out about different sort of possible beings that come from that place. And and then as soon as I kind of part of me was like, something would kind of come in. It was almost like a knowing. I was like, oh, I think that's this type of being. And then plunk, I would feel like this big clunk in my body and it would fill with all this energy. And it was always this feeling of really much of joy. And it, I would always get this feeling of like, yeah, you got it. We, you didn't. You did it on your own. You found out who we are. And some of those are like Arcturian type energies. Um, some of them are there's like feline races that I kind of have some connections with. There's a lot of Egyptian energy I have connections with. Um, Indian seers and prophets and stuff like that. That energy is coming through at the moment. I'm getting a lot of that actually. Kind of these masters and sort of. Um, saints and stuff that were from india and that's a really wonderful experience as well and so it's a lot of it is choice as well is that people forget that we have choice on this planet and free will and that really anywhere that i look if i look hard enough and with enough intention you'll get the connection so a lot of the time i might be sitting here and i, and I do have certain beings that um there's 12 of them actually particular ones that have been with me since i was born and they've been with me the whole time but they're kind of silent until I start to realize they're there and when I do then all of a sudden I start to get other thoughts and other emotions and different perspectives on life and and I'm more compassionate towards different things and stuff and that's kind of been my journey so I kind of it's like a constant um, amazement almost half the time that I'm like oh I think I've got a connection to this right now or and that's kind of how it flows through and it and it depends a bit on who I talk to as well like what their connections are what their kind of paths are and stuff and Mm. if they have a very deep connection with the himalayas then maybe that's something that will kind of come through within our conversation it's um it's interesting and i i tend to like to be open to lots of things and to not be stuck on one thing because i get uh, i find i get kind of uh, bored quite easily as a human so i i really like variety so i kind of I find it really amazing to have all of these new connections and all of this information and um, other people, they just connect with one type of being and they kind of learn that, that world in depth. I kind of tend to touch on lots of different stuff. And so, yeah, so those are some of the stuff, but at the minute, a lot of Arcturian, a lot of feline energy, a lot of Egyptian still and India, that's kind of lots of seers and saints from India. That's kind of mostly what I'm bringing through at the moment, but it changes all the time. It's so cool. Like <laughs> I've tried to, I've been quite honest in when I've sat in meditation recently that I, I really want to connect with my starseed family, but yeah. they're being very quiet. So <laughs> I can't seem yeah. to connect, but uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll contact you sometime soon and maybe you can see, yeah, you can see what comes through. <laughs> yeah. I, and there's also as well, there's um, like direct, direct connections to kind of I, there's a lot of si- seventh dimensional type of energy that I connect with I think that's maybe where a big part of my soul is um I don't really get I get feelings from there so it's all very feeling stuff like it's not messages as such it's like if I'm going in the right direction I get very strong feelings if I go in a different direction they kind of get taken away so it's they all communicate in different ways but what I'm finding is I'm being pushed more to feeling and knowing yeah um less less so about like visions that come through that show me a picture or like words in my head that are like you need to do this it's it's more about feeling that like 
this feels like I should go walk down the street right now and I should maybe go and shake hands with that person. And, and that takes a lot of confidence in yourself and these messages and your intuition that, that it's true. But, you know, time after time, you take that walk down the road and you say hi to someone and you're like, you find out something that you never knew was going to happen. So it's, it's different for everybody. It's everybody's experience is a different one. And, and for your own, actually the message that's coming through for you is the the less you try, the easier that connection is going to come together. So the more you want, because if you want that connection, it means that you is basically the, is it okay to say this by the way? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm an open book. Like, I'm like, <laughs> Um, and this is actually, it's a good message to lots of people, but the more that we, like, if we're desperate to connect to this group or this thing or that thing, we're basically advertising to the universe that we want. And when we advertise want, we get more want. We don't get the connection. So law of attraction, we, hey? <laughs> yeah, basically. So when we give up, when we have the intention that I want to connect with, um, my starseed family, but we kind of we in part of us just gives up and that we kind of realize that it'll come when it's supposed to come and that I'm okay with it being tomorrow. I'm okay with it never happening. When you get into that space of kind of present moment, that's when you're more likely to get the connection. Mm. So that's what kind of came through is to, um, to be excited about it and learn about these sorts of things. Um, but, but not to have too much weight that something is missing from your life without it. Because if you have that feeling of missing, you're just going to get more of that feeling of missing until one day you just give up and you're like, oh, I don't even want, I don't care anymore. And then boom, it will come through and you'll get the message. Yeah. That's usually, <laughs> that's usually what I find happens quite often. So yeah, no, thank you so much for that. It, it, it's, it's so funny how you say that because it's, it's so like law of attraction. Like I talk a bit about that and I mean, it's, it's so frustrating because it's like, yeah, you, you try and let go, but you want it so much. And it's like, why is it not here now? Like, and I have like, the, like I, I can't say like I want things to happen fast I'm just generally <laughs> like that and and I'm like can I just chill out and just like oh just you know but yeah I'm definitely gonna back off <laughs> and just allow yeah, <laughs> so. yeah you can, but, um, but you know that that trait that you have I have it too and actually I was chatting to lots of people recently that is this impatience Mm-hmm. And you know it gets it gets beaten up a bit. They're like, "Oh, you're not patient," especially in spirituality. You need patience. You need patience. But you know, there's a lot of benefits to impatience as well. Is that stuff gets happens really quickly, yeah. and things get done really quickly with impatience as well. So it's not all bad. Mm. So it's, it, <laughs> it, it, this is this is this dichotomy that we always have to live in. It's almost like living in this place of patience and impatience. Because when I was meditating all the time for like four hours a day and stuff, and five hours and I got into such this place of Zen that I didn't care about anything. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to help anybody. I was so in Zen that I had no motivation. Mm. And it wasn't until I kind of took back a little bit more of my impatience and this kind of wanting stuff all now that I started to do stuff and I started to have more joy with life because I like doing stuff. And that's, I had to make peace with you can be spiritual and do stuff at the same time. You can be a human and be kind of, have godlike energies on earth yeah. at the same time. It's not it's not one or the other. You don't just become a human or just be some sort of Zen Buddha. You can be both. Yeah. And I think uh, as humanity as a whole, I think um, the mashing of these two together now is I think where humanity is going to be. You can be kind of this human that has a job and a family and stuff, and you can also be really spiritual at the same time. You can have deep connections to different planets and all these different things at the same time as having a job in the library. Hmm. These two are not kind of separate from each other. And I think now that's what's happening because I know a lot of people that are very spiritual, like, oh, I give away all my stuff and I meditate all day and I don't care about money. And and it's great. I've been there. But um, it's a very slow process in that place. Stuff doesn't always change that quickly, whereas the human side of us, which wants stuff tomorrow, we want it all really quickly. When you combine that with kind of the peace of spirituality and allowing, you can do some really amazing things and you get to experience really amazing things. And um, so those parts of yourself are really amazing. And I, I just want you not to, to, to be hard on yourself for those because I think they're gifts. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Feels good to so um i've stolen your time for an hour now so i'm gonna um, love you and leave you and thank you so much for being on 
the podcast. It's just been really interesting having you here and talking about your wisdom. And yeah, I'm really, really pleased. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, thanks, Heidi. That's awesome. And I always keep watching your breathwork and stuff online and stuff. And I appreciate the the opportunity to talk. As you can tell, sometimes I like talking a lot. So sometimes I'm very <laughs> quiet. Other times you can't shut me up. So, <laughs> so this is, I, I have a lot of fun doing these podcasts and stuff. They're great. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, have a great day. See ya. You too. Bye. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast as much as I did. And I hope you have a magnificent day. Love you lots. See you next time. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.